Today, I am going to take a look at Mercado Libre. This is stock ticker M-E-L-Y to all my podcast listeners and is traded under the NASDAQ. Um, this has been a very popular stock recently uh, because it is in the e-commerce business, very similar to Amazon, very similar to SE. And on today's episode, we're going to do the following. First, we're going to take a look at just the overall stock price performance for Melly. Then we're going to take a look at what the company does, right? We understand they are in the e-commerce online marketplace company, but they also do more than that. So we have to find out what else they do. After that, I want to take a look at their past at their past growth and their estimated growth in the future. Are they, are they still expected to grow at, at some high levels in the upcoming years? Then I want to take a look at their earnings and the highlights. They just reported earnings. I think it was either this week or, 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 or later last week. And during then, I'm also going to take a look at some of their financial documents to see if anything really sticks out to me. Finally, I'm going to end up giving my thoughts on the overall business and what I think. And before we continue, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, and if you like to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And to all my returning viewers, thank you again for the support. You guys know if you ever want to get in contact with me, YouTube comments is very, I'm very active there. I'm also very active on my Twitter. I do have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. And I also have a newsletter. You can check that out at josenaharo.com if you want to join that newsletter. And I'm also starting to to live stream on Twitch about two times a week. And if you guys ever have questions, feel free to join me. Right now, I'm doing them Tuesdays and Sundays. So feel free to pass by. But remember, all of this is just my opinions. None of this is advice. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. so like i mentioned first let's start off with the stock price performance and actually guys i first i want to say thank you all for the support i truly truly appreciate it and i know i keep getting comments of of people saying is there a way i can support your channel i just created a membership um so for for here on youtube again uh, over here all the information that i have it's free from from my discord to my portfolio all my content nothing i will never charge anybody for the type of information that I provide. But if you guys want to if you guys want to support the channel, I truly appreciate it. There should be a join button in the bottom of this video right now and you can go in and support the channel. So thank you. All right, so let's start off with price performance. So price performance for Mercado Libre right now is sitting at $1,111. That's almost like a magical number right now. If it had 11 cents, it would probably be perfect and I would just unload on this company right now. All jokes aside, it for the day is up 1%. Unfortunately, if you did buy at the peak on August 5th, you are down about 10%. So it might be hurting for you if you did purchase at the time. So hopefully maybe in today's episode, we might see something that you didn't know that might help you calm your nerves. But in the long term, in the year to date, this company has done pretty amazing, like most e-commerce businesses have done um, right now. So right now it's up about 82%. Um, since year to date and that to me is ridiculously impressive right when we take a look compared to the spy if you've invested in e-commerce before the drip you are beating the market insanely right now so congratulations to all the long-term investors and right even as a long-term investor year to date right now is such a short time right when i invest in the company i'm looking at years and years into the future um so even taking a look year to date to me is still a very very short time all right, so now that we took a look at their price performance, let's take a look 
at what they do and what they offer. And the best place to do that is to take a look at their website. All right, so now we can see Mercado Libre. I went to their website online, and the first thing I can see is they are—they seem to be a, a e-commerce business that trades in Latin America, right? We can see they are in Argentina, they're in Bolivia, they're in Brazil, they're in Chile, Colombia, um, Costa Rica, Dominican, Ecuador. So they're in a lot of big, um, big countries in, in South and Central America, and, and some of the islands as well. So let's just pick one. I'm just going to go with the top one, Argentina, and see what they do. So you can see, right, it's pretty much a standard e-commerce business from what we can see right now. We can see here, they it, it looks like a eBay of, of some sort, right? It, it has a very close resemblance to eBay. But is that all they do? Um, and obviously, if you just go to Mercado Libre, that's all you might think they do. But I did take a look at their most recent earnings presentation, and we can see that they do more than just e-commerce all right so like i mentioned here in the presentations we can see a little more of what they do so the first thing one of the the biggest driver for this company right now is mercado libre which is that online platform to to sell your goods and one thing i do want to mention is even though we saw all those countries that that we we saw at the beginning of the website it doesn't mean that they're in all those countries right now we can in all the services that they provide they might pro, they provide multiple services like we're going to see and some of those services might not be hitting those markets and if they are they are very new to the level so the first one is going to be is mercado libre the second portion is called mercado envios envios and this is pretty much the easiest way to compare it would be like a ups transaction and one thing they do say that is pretty cool is even though this whole pandemic is working since they don't really have to rely too much in in outside outside delivery systems um they were able to control that they were still able to send out their packages um that were being sold out through through mercado libre and here for example they like i mentioned they they are launching in new places they just opened up their first fulfillment centers in chile and colombia they opened 18 new sort um sortation centers in brazil they also opened up 30 sortations in mexico and they launched flex in colombia and Uruguay. so they're they're coming out and they're growing in all these different countries uh, and we can we're going to see in a bit brazil mexico and argentina are right now one of the biggest drivers for for mali so we took a look they have mercado libre they have mercado um envio envios and they have they also have mercado pago um the closest thing again the best way for me to explain it it would probably be like a square a square style business so if you're if you're a business, you want to open up a, a website online. If you want to take payments from different from different types of of a point of sale company, so that's their Mercado Pago. And again, here they're going to say that they have not they they are in collaborations with PayPal. So that's also pretty impressive. And the final the final sector that they're in is Mercado Credit um, Credito, which is more of a more of like a, a credit line banking loan uh, lending type business. So uh, to me, this I, I would I would put if I wanted to do I would put the Amazon e-commerce business and like UPS and Square all together. So that's what Melly is, and, and that's the quickest and the best way I can explain Melly right now. And it's right now in countries in Latin America's where where it has limited competitors. All right. So now that we understand the markets they're in, I want to take a look at their pat at their future growth and their past growth. 
So first, um, let's take a look at their expected revenue growth for the next three years. So for the next three years, on average, Melly is expected to grow 28% annually um, annually on its revenue. That's faster than the industry, which is expected to be 16.7, and that is faster than the market, which is expected to be 9.4. Growing over 20%, a lot of people per on, on average per year. So that doesn't mean every year for the next three years is going to grow 28%. Maybe one year, maybe this year is going to grow 58. Maybe next year will grow like 20, and the year before after that it will grow 10. But on average, within those three years, it will grow annually on average 28%. If you're growing that fast, that makes you a high growth stock. Um, so that that to me is, is already a pretty impressive point. The other thing I want to see is Melly is growing their earnings pretty fast. Um, their, ex, their earnings are expected to grow 68% annually for the next three years on average. Um, and that's way faster than the industry and way faster than the market. One thing I do want to say, usually when you see earnings growth that fast, it means that they are at the moment either not profitable or just becoming profitable and are since right if you just became profitable you might just be making a penny might be making a two pennies per share so obviously going from two pennies to four pennies is going to be over a hundred percent jump so that's why normally growth companies that are just becoming profitable you might see them showing very very high growth estimates um and actually we can see here Melly right now, if you take a look at their trailing 12 months of earnings, they have not been profitable um, so far. They've had some years where they've been profitable. But remember, this is taking a look at their trailing 12 months earnings. I do believe this quarter was profitable for them. But analysts don't expect them to be profitable till December 30th of 2021. Um, again, that's not too bad. A, a growth company that is expected to be profitable within the next three years are companies I normally take a look at. So right now, Melly's hitting a lot of my checkpoints. It's in markets I see plenty of growth. It's in it's growing at super fast revenue, and it's also expected to be profitable pretty soon in the long term of things. All right, now I want to take a look at their past growth. So here in their past growth, I'm checking it out in one of my favorite websites, Lazy FA. And I want to take a look at revenue growth. So for this quarter, this company grew 61% year over year. And we can see on average, last quarter grew 37, the quarter before that 57, the quarter before that 69, the quarter before that 62, and the quarter before that 47. So we can see this is definitely, it has grown strongly in the past and is still expected to grow strongly in the future. All right, so next let's take a look at their profit margin. So yeah, here we can see, right? This is their most recent earnings. In their most recent earnings, they they're, they're, they were profitable in gap margins at 6.4%. Um, so we, one thing I can see is taking a look at their gross margins, their gross margins are, are pretty much flattening out. There's no, no major trend. It's not like they're decreasing or increasing. So right now they have gross margins of close to 48%. One thing I am seeing is their profit margins are, are kind of all over the place right now. Um, but things, as we saw, their future estimated growth of earnings showing that they are expected to get a lot better with their margins in the next two years. If we take a look at the trailing 12 months of, of profit margins, we can see right now in the trailing 12 months, they are still they are still negative in profit margins. But like I said, things do seem to be improving. All right, so now let's take a look at their earnings and some of their highlights. So first, they did report quarter two gap earnings per share of $1.11, which beat estimations by $1.11. So 
analysts were expecting this to to not do as well as it did when it came to making money next we can see revenue like i mentioned already revenue was up 61 percent for this um for this quarter compared to the same time last year and they produced about 878 million dollars of revenue and it beat estimations expectations by 129 million that's a huge beat some of the major things is their global market volume um was up five was up to 5.04 billion dollars which is which destroyed estimations of 30 of 3.96 billion dollars and their total payment volume was 11.21 billion which beat the overall estimations of 9.09 so let, let me explain real quick what total payment volume is and why that's a great thing so total payment volume we saw that they're um they have like the for example they had like a form of paypal or something so the best way for them to see metric growth is to see how much how much payments and the amount of payments that are being used in those platforms obviously if you're if the amount of payments or the increase of payment amount value is going up it means that more people are using your products and also products are are, are selling at a higher price so it's a very good thing to see tpv increase and then when i take a look at gmv their gross margin values that's the amount of products being sold on on their on their website so right now they're selling a lot more than what was estimated so it means a lot more people are using their product to sell their goods and it's beating the amount that that was estimated by analysts so why do people pay these analysts is the real question right right now mercado libre pretty much it, the most of their money comes from the three companies that i mentioned the three countries that i mentioned brazil which is up 37 percent year over year argentina which is up 110 percent year over year and mexico which is up almost a hundred percent year over year some other things they mentioned is their unique active users has increased 42 percent during the quarter so more people are using their products as well and right now remember i mentioned there were kind of four sectors that mercado libre is in it was in mercado libre mercado envios mercado um, pago and mercado credito um so all those four are are kind of pretty much just made into two segments Mercado Envios and Mercado Libre, which is the e-commerce and the shipping, all go into the commerce revenue. And then you have Mercado Pago and Mercado Credito, which is the fintech, and that goes in its own segment. So that's how, even though there's four sectors, the revenue is pretty much two. Revenue, this company, like I mentioned, made somewhere around $878 million of revenue this quarter. Most of it is coming from the e-commerce side and that makes about 581 million so over half so i want to say probably that's closer to 60 60 to 70 percent of total revenue comes from the e-commerce business and that's up 80 percent year over year the fintech revenue is also up a nice amount up 34 percent year over year um and that makes up close to 300 million dollars of that 878 so a little bit less than one-third of the revenue comes from there the rest comes from come well, less than one-third of the total revenue comes from fintech the other over over 66 so close to 70 percent comes from com from the e-commerce business so we can see this is is actually pretty i'm really liking this company right now um at the moment i do not have a position on melly but it is one that i i feel i might go on and add to all right so next uh, i'm back here in lazy fa and i wanted to take a look at their balance sheet so here i just want to take a look at two things their quick cash how much cash they have available to them right now and their total debt 
Right now, we can see current investments for this quarter is about $2.3 billion, and they have about $1.7 billion of cash and cash equivalents. So that's pretty much close to $4 billion of quick cash that they can use. Now, if we take a look at their debt, they have non-current debt of $800 million, and they have current debt of about $600. So they have close to $1.4 billion of debt, and they have about $4 billion of cash. So to me, this is a really strong balance sheet. They have enough cash to pretty much survive, survive bad times, right? They have enough cash to pay off their debt if they need to. And this is something that's very important, right? Because we did see early on in this episode that Melly is not, even though it was profitable this quarter, it hasn't been completely, it's not expected to be profitable for, for trailing 12. It's not profitable when you take a look at the trailing 12 months. So obviously it's good to have one quarter profitable, but I like to see a whole range of profits in multiple quarter. So we, we saw from future estimates that they're not expected to be profitable until December 2021. So when I hear something like that, I'm like, okay, this company needs to make sure to have enough cash to be able to survive during the times when it's not making money. And I am getting that from, from, from Melly. I'm getting that they do have a strong balance sheet. And normally, guys, if you guys are a longtime watcher, I sometimes go a little more in depth in, in the balance sheet. But there is a reason I'm not going to do that today, right? I already saw that they have enough cash and they have enough cash to pretty much cover over their debt. So for me, there's no real reason for me to dig any deeper. But let's say the roles were reversed. If this company had a lot of debt compared to cash, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. We can see that some of that debt could be due in 2040 or 2035. So when you see... Just because a company has a lot of debt, it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's when you see a lot of debt compared to cash, that's when I go a little bit deeper to try to see, hey, when is this debt due? Is it due like multiple years from now? If it is, then it's something I don't worry. But if it's debt due pretty soon, then it definitely goes in my red flag alert. So for right now, Melly, for example, did not give me a reason to go any further in that. And next, I wanted to just take a look at their net cash flow from operations. Net cash flow from operations is the amount of money they they get from their everyday activities. And for me, a company, I want them to be positive in net cash flow from operations because it means they are profitable in what they do. And that's why I invest in a company. And we can see Melly is profitable in net cash flow from operations. So they are making money from their everyday use at the moment. And this quarter was really great for them. We see a big spike. And this is me looking at the trailing 12 months. So things uh, as revenue are getting better, the net cash flow from operations are also getting better. Um, so that those are the looks at Melly. Um, now let's actually, let me just give my thoughts on the company first. I, I, I do believe Melly is in a market that I enjoy. It's both in the FinTech and it's in the e-commerce, two markets that I am very bullish. Maybe that UPS portion is not a market I am bullish on, but I do know that certain Latin America company countries don't have a I wouldn't say, don't have a strong a strong developed mailing system. For example, my family's from, and I do know there's not there's not strong a strong mailing system for a company like this to work in all parts of the country. Maybe in the mainlands of within the country it is possible, but in the outskirts it might not be. 
So in Latin America, I believe it's very similar to that. So by them having their own their own their own enterprise to do their own packaging, it 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 makes them not reliable to outside sources, which to me I find I understand the reason behind them. So for that, I am very bullish. Um, the second thing, I, I we saw huge growth in both the future estimations and past growth shows really strong results. Their earnings were were amazing to me. I, I thought they were pretty good. Me seeing a market cap of fifty five billion dollars, I, I can honestly say I can see this being in the two hundred billion dollars in the next five years, maybe even even that. So when I invest in a company, I want to invest in a company that to me in the future will be a two bagger, a three bagger, a four bagger. And I do think for me right now, again, this is just my opinion. It should not be taken as advice. Mercado Libre is one that can I can easily see be a two bagger for me in the long term. And as long as as long as I'm getting two baggers faster than the market, then that to me is a win. Um, we also saw they had a strong balance sheet. They have plenty and plenty of cash. They are growing in all these countries. We're seeing launching um, launching in in different countries, um, launching new new stations what are those stations called that distribution centers and such yeah so those are my for me and and like i said if you guys don't know my the way i operate my portfolio i really i definitely recommend checking out my portfolio videos um but i dollar cost average my positions i don't have unlimited funds where right now if i say i'm gonna buy mali it doesn't mean i'm gonna go in and buy 20% 20% of my portfolio in Mali. No, I usually buy in over time and build my position over time. For me, Mali is one of those companies that can definitely be over 5% of my portfolio, but that doesn't mean when I first buy it, it automatically becomes 5, 10% of my portfolio. I'm going to start off with like 1% and every week dollar cost average because unfortunately, I do not have unlimited funds. So I get money in the market on a weekly basis that I put to work. Mercado Libre is one that I am going to put to work on there. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to leave a comment. And to all those that joined the membership, thank you so much for supporting the channel. It truly, truly means a lot. And if you don't, no worries. Just always make sure to show some support by thumbs up, by hitting the, the, the comments. That alone helps the channel out so much. And here... All my information is free. Like I said, if you want to take a look at my portfolio, if you want to take a look at at, at, at what I buy, at my Discord channel, just ask me questions. You can do that here. I'm not going to charge you for any, but if you want to go ahead and support, thank you for all that. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.